Welcome to A Bit About, a podcast by Parabit Systems that examines innovation, trending technology, and critical concepts around safety and security, customer experience, and operational efficiency. Joined by leading practitioners and thought leaders, special guests provide fresh commentary and technical tradecraft to enlighten perspectives and provide actionable insight. Hey there, welcome to A Bit About, a Parabit Systems podcast. I am your host, Hillary Kennedy, and today's episode is going to dive into how technology is enabling a smarter and safer world by creating network solutions that provide insights for improving security and some new ways of doing business. And I have two great guests joining me on the show today to share their insight. First, Rob Lapanis, president and CEO of Parabit Systems, which is a leading global provider of innovative hardware and software solutions serving critical infrastructure. And since founding the Long Island-based company in 1995, Rob has driven the development of technology deployed by hundreds of financial institutions throughout North America and Europe. And Rob draws on tremendous experience that spans 35 plus years. And then our second guest is Stephen Joseph, Segment Development Manager of Banking and Finance of Access Communications. And Stephen is responsible for strategy development for the banking segment, education development for internal and external customers. He speaks at national conferences and has a host of other critical roles. So it goes without saying that both of them will have a wealth of knowledge to share on improving security and how cameras are enabling data analytics that the world needs. So welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hi, Hillary. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So first, I want to start off with effective facial image capture. It supports safety and security, as well as you know retail and marketing. So what are some of the challenges, though, when it comes to capturing good facial images? Well, for the most part, uh, capturing good facial images are, are really important, especially when you're dealing with customer-facing uh, environments, uh, specifically. And for me, it's most of the time it's in uh, banking uh, banking and finance institutions, and it can also be in retail as well, where you see customers coming on a regular basis. And one of the main challenges that um, a lot of these um, businesses have is being able to to be able to place cameras at an optimal location to be able to capture great facial images. Uh, when incidents occur and um, law enforcement is called in, and they need to uh, capture or, or be able to uh, get evidence as as it relates to uh, who who may have perpetrated uh, a, a crime. Being able to have that optimal image to be able to recognize and provide forensic detail is really, really important uh, in those use cases. And Rob, do you have any thoughts on that too? You know, what are some of those challenges when it comes to capturing good facial images? Oh, just basically eliminating any type of obstructions that can come from any existing cameras that they would like to leverage for analytics to uh, installing or repositioning a more um, discrete camera that's closer to the actual face to eliminate the, uh, the possibility of someone coming in obstruction of all the images of the people's faces as they walk in and out of retail facilities, transportation hubs, you know, loading docks and logistics facilities. I think it's important, you know, from an access control perspective, from an artificial intelligence perspective, to be able to leverage that technology that's so great and that's been helping create such a life safety environment for the world to be able to maximize the investment by placing those images and those sensors close to people's faces. 
It's so true. It's helped in so many countless different situations, especially where safety is involved. And I heard both of you mention analytics. And so, Stephen, I want to direct this at you. Can you give an example of the capabilities of analytics when effective facial image capture is achieved? Absolutely. Um, there's a lot to know with regards to uh, uh, facial capture or uh, people use the term interchangeably, but there are different levels of capturing faces. Uh, you have traditional face capture where you're just, uh, you know, capturing an image of a person's face. You know that it's an individual, whether it's male or female. Um, you have facial detection where you're able to actually detect that it's a, uh, a face. Um, facial recognition, um, being able to recognize who that individual is. Facial identification, where you're actually able to, uh, with with 100% certainty, be able to determine that that individual um, either matches a face that you currently have in some type of database. And you see this a lot in law enforcement where they're looking through databases. And we see this a lot on TV where you see somebody looking through a, a mugshot book, right? They're trying to do forensic identification and they're comparing um, faces that known faces uh, to help um, someone identify that person. And when you have proper placement of, uh, of, of um, cameras or video cameras in these cases, and if you walk into most establishments today, you're going to see a camera. It's either going to be on the ceiling or it's, it's going to be on a wall. Uh, normally, it's, it's far back from where that person is actually standing. Uh, but what um, <clears throat> the types of topics that we're, we're trying to discuss today has to do with having a proper placement of, of, uh, of an image sensor that allows you to get a great shot of, of a person's face. When it comes down to facial detection, you need about four pixels. When you think about pixels and you think about, let's say, a 1080p or 4K television, there are pixels in that image. Um, you need about four pixels across a person's face to actually get uh, facial detection. In order to get facial recognition, you need about 20 pixels across the face. To do um, identification, you need about 40 to 80 pixels across the face. So that gives you an example of the different levels of facial capture or facial detection that, uh, that you can look, be looking for. Well, and it's so interesting because you can't go in any store anymore without you know being able to see the cameras. So Rob, I would love for you to tell us a little bit a little bit about when it comes to retail and marketing, how is facial image capture the most beneficial there? Well, facial capture is good for determining what type of content that you may want to display on various digital signage or sending messages to tellers in a platform that a certain person uh, with a certain profile has walked in or back, they may be a customer of yours. So that way you could target or create more targeted questions in order to convert that customer to a better service that they may be providing for them. Uh, notification of, of a customer arrival, like in a Nordstrom experience where, you know, when a customer arrives, there's a sales rep that's assigned to that person every time they walk into the store. It's through analytics, that person can get notified immediately that they're Premier customers are walking in the southeast entrance of the building and provide a better greeting experience for them. Well, and something that I, I want to touch on, because we can't have this conversation without talking about AI. So, Stephen, you know, we've got some new developments in how we operate as a society that have come out of the pandemic, such as mask wearing. So how does deep AI come into play where cameras are concerned? Oh, it comes into play in a big way. I mean, uh, and AI is a really, really big topic. Um, you know, we, we see a lot of uh, interest in the area of um, AI or analytics as it relates to uh, behavior. Um, so whether it's utilizing uh, video surveillance products to do um, 
sound detection to do um, to run analytics to count people. Um, we see it a lot with facial detection analytics to do uh, things like um, capture facial expressions to determine whether or not your customers is happy or not. Um, and we, we see this going on today and, and this technology exists. Um, and during the pandemic, uh, we had partners that were actually utilizing or trying to um, test out their analytics that would, were traditionally used for security use cases, then taking them to actually use them for things like social distancing. Um, trying to be, detect whether someone was actually wearing a mask or not. And then taking that information and using it to drive back-end systems so you can have system integration with other systems. Let's say um, people are waiting in line a long time, being able to trigger and play music, uh, let's say in a lobby area where people are waiting inside of a financial institution or even in a retail shop. So the analytics and AI is really being used in a lot of different ways. And there are a lot of the different use cases that are being developed every single day um, that, um, you know, customers or businesses are, are starting to um, find new ways to utilize AI and analytics in ways that we've never even thought of before. That really is fascinating. And I, I love the use of it to find out if your customers are smiling and happy. I love that because, <laughs> you know, they're going to do what they can to keep you there and feeling good. Absolutely. Well, so Rob, I wanna ask you this question, the proper placement of cameras, that is critical to the effectiveness of the analytics. And of course mm -hmm. the demand for analytics just keeps increasing. So what are some enclosure types that should be considered? Um, our most popular uh, unit that you know we see moving mostly is our doorway cameras. I mean, there's, you know, placing doorway cameras around any entrance or exit way gives you complete control from as Stephen mentioned, AI and facial analytics to knowing the, as you said, the, whether a person's sad or happy as they're entering or exiting a facility. So it's really a key to me, a very key position point as well as transaction points. You know, as you're developing um, other retail experiences when the person is there, the, the actual cashier can be receiving messages because they know who you are as you approach and suggest additional sales. So, you know, really at, at points where people are spending, entering and exiting facilities, as well as those transaction points, I think are really key places to place covert or the discrete cameras that access cells. Incredibly helpful. Well, Stephen, I would love for you to share with us a few security success stories within some of the industries that you serve. Um, well, we've done a, several different pilots um, utilizing um, video surveillance and analytics using proper camera placement. Uh, one of the most important ones is um, uh, being able to detect loitering uh, with, with analytics and proper camera placement. Um, we see this a lot, is in, especially in financial institutions where you walk into an ATM lobby and there might be somebody hanging out in their um, suspicious character or whatever the case might be. And it especially happens in cold climates where people coming out of the cold to stay warm. Um, you know, one, it, it, it poses a security problem, potential security problem. It also uh, poses a, a potential um, customer safety issue or customer experience issue. Um, so we helped um, a major financial institution within the North Northeast to deploy, um, you know, some of our video surveillance products properly placed in the in, in the right uh, in the right place with the use of uh, analytics to be able to detect loitering inside an ATM uh, ATM vestibule. So that one, it, it creates a safe space for customers to come in 
and it, uh, you know, it really, you start dealing with different key stakeholders. So you have security, you have operations, you have, um, and overall, you know, um, the marketing aspect for, you know, being able to protect your brand when you can have a safe environment for customers to come into. So it's, you know, creates a better customer experience. And also we've worked with uh, some major uh, ATM manufacturers to be able to integrate uh, video surveillance products and pr place them around uh, the fascia of, uh, of ATMs to be able to capture faces uh, when people are standing at the ATM. Because normally what happens is if, uh, someone will come in with, uh, especially a perpetrator will come in uh, with a baseball cap on, they'll tilt their head down. So being able to place, place image sensors or cameras at the proper, uh, provide the proper placement at an ATM helps a lot with being able to capture faces at an ATM. So that solves a big problem for them because then they get great information, um, great forensic detail, and they have uh, good evidence good evidence to turn over to uh, law enforcement. It's a great example because I think all of us have gone to an ATM and gone inside and seen some people hanging out and thought like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> mm -hmm. especially if you're withdrawing a lot of cash. <laughs> so that's a great example. Um, one thing I want to touch on before we wrap up, you know, we've seen a lot of stories about e-commerce and those kinds of things, but let's chat about the use of these technologies in those brick and mortar locations. Why is that so important? Well, it's definitely important because when you see a lot of, um, there's a challenge, right? More people, especially with the pandemic, we saw the use and the need for online uh, e-commerce, right? Um, but then again, it does it does create a challenge for brick and mortar operations. Nobody wants to see you know their favorite uh, retail shop go away. Um, so again, utilizing analytics and video surveillance um, and proper placement of products really helps create um, uh, the the ability to capture data uh, to provide uh, to be able to take that data, ingest it, and then utilize it to be, to get information um, to to know. You know how many people are coming into a retail shop you know um do i need to to um kind of downsize the retail shop maybe i don't need to have as large a retail space as i used to maybe i just need to have a smaller space but you're still need a place where customer you know where customers want to go and they feel comfortable but sometimes people still want that uh, that ability to go in and touch right they they want to be able to ha have hands on with that product so we don't want brick and mortar to go away but we do want when that when the customers come into that uh, into those environments to be able to, to take what used to be uh, traditional security products and use them in a smarter way. Right? So we're creating a smarter, safer environment for the customer. We're able to capture data and we're able to create an overall better experience for those customers when they do come into those brick and mortar spaces. Well, I have loved this conversation today because I feel safer already having spoken to the two of you. So that is going to wrap up this episode of A Bit About, but I do want to say thank you again to Rob Lafonis with Parabit Systems and Stephen Joseph with Access Communications for joining me today and sharing your insight. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And I want to thank all of our listeners and watchers for joining us for the episode. We always appreciate it. And if you would like more episodes of the podcast and to stay up to date with everything that we have coming out in the future, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, I have been your host, Hillary Kennedy. Thank you for watching.